On today's show, the over-under series continues with myself and Robbie Callen talking about the Southwest Division. Stay tuned for a look at all five teams and numbers, overs, unders, and much more coming up. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1555 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Monday here in late September. And I encourage you, as I always do, to make us your first listen each and every day at the Locked On Hawks podcast and find us anywhere. You get your podcast, places like Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, on YouTube on the video side as well. I am joined again by Robbie Callen today for our part three and our final Western Conference look at the over-under slate in the Southwest Division. Also, I should plug a two-part episode I did last week at the end of the week with Ben Ladner talking all things Hawks from last year to look-aheads to the Eastern pecking order, all of those fun things. Ben's always fun to talk to, and those are two great episodes that dropped on Friday afternoon. So without any further delay, Robbie and I talking about Southwest Division coming up right now. Please stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast, and here we go. I am joined once again by Robbie Callen to continue our over-under series. Robbie, thank you for doing this once again. Always a pleasure. Um, happy to be here. Let's uh, let's dive in. Southwest. Southwest division on the way, the final division in the, in the Western Conference that we have talked about so far. And we'll start with the team that has the highest over-under, although I noticed that it changed in the last couple days. It was 46-and-a-half. At FanDuel, now it's 45 and a half with the juice to the over. The Memphis Grizzlies, mm-hmm. uh, of course, the headliner there is John Morant suspension, 25 yep. games. Uh, also, they got Marcus Smart on this team now, and they lost mm-hmm. Tyus Jones and Dylan Brooks. They were much better than this a year ago, but of course, the suspension trades, all that stuff. Uh, I will say, Robbie, this feels low to me. What do you think? Yeah, this one, this is this was a pretty firm like no play for me. I think we ended up. When I did this last time, I ended up leaning under, but it's it's one of those where it's like it feels low. This is a team that just like knows how to win in the regular season. Like the questions yeah. about this team have never been like, can they get what well, they've won 50 plus back to back years, been a top three seed back to back years. Like they know how to win in the regular season. They know how to win without John Morant, too. Like John Morant misses 20 plus games a year anyway. And they know how. To, and obviously some of that was Tyus Jones. But you would expect Marcus Smart would be a perfectly adequate replacement for that. Um, losing Dylan Brooks is certainly not nothing, particularly to their defense. But again, you had Marcus Smart, who kind of takes over in that regard um, as far as your lead uh, wing and perimeter defender. And so it's one of those things for me that comes down to if Ja comes back, He's going to – we know he's going to miss 25 games. Is Ja also going to stay healthy enough through the other 57 games um, yeah. to make the impact and keep this team near the t- – because you basically have to think this is once again at least close to a top-half team in the West uh, to bet the over here. And the question for me is like we know Ja – always tends to miss some time with various knocks, like the way he plays so much above the rim, so much speed and pace and the aggression that he plays with 
he just there's a lot of opportunity for ankles to get rolled and for hands to get hit or what you know things happen that worries me a little bit that like he might miss like 35 plus games including the suspension and if that's the case this becomes really tricky to get to I also think Steven Adams' health is something that's going to be really important because as we saw last year towards the end of the year, when he was out, that really impacts how effective they are. Yep. The, 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 the splits with him and Jaron Jackson Jr. together, they're like one of the best teams in the league. When those two are together, they are dominant because Steven Adams is kind of the one that grounds that defense. Uh, he's always going to end up in the right spot and it allows Jaron to be the best version of himself flying around, blocking shots, wreaking havoc, being the defensive player of the year guy. And when you don't have that, this is the problem that I thought Team USA had with Jaron Jackson trying to be that guy, is when you don't have that anchor next to him, there are opportunities for his aggression to work against him and against the team. And so if Steven Adams can come back and play his normal amount of games and be a a 65-70 game guy – even with Jaw, then yeah, they can do this. But I, I guess for me, the reason I think we ended up leaning under was it just felt to me like there were more, the, the margins are so thin with the Jaw suspension in terms of what injuries can do to them that I felt like there were more opportunities. And again, it's a very thin, it's like a 55, 45, more opportunities to go under. But this is a, a pretty firm stay away because I've been wrong on the Grizzlies before. <laughs> I tried to, I've tried to come on here and be like, well, they're going to regress. And it doesn't happen. Like they're just a really good regular season team. Old friend Taylor Jenkins uh, gets the boys dialed up, yep. ready to go. He's got, I mean, the thing is, is that, that entire bud tree knows how to really work the regular season. Like that's, one thing that his entire coaching tree does incredibly well is manage the regular season and win the games you're supposed to win. Like that's, that's the one thing, Bud always did is Matt Moore loves to love to harp on this with the Bucks. <laughs> he was like, dominate the division and dominate teams under 500. And the Grizzlies have always done that. Yeah. I, I'm going to, you know, you know what, are you ready for this, Robbie? We're going to disagree for once over on the Grizzlies. Okay. Talk me into it. Over on the Grizzlies, the short version is I think people still don't really realize how good they have been without Jaw. Yep. Like you would think they'd be worse without Jaw than they have been. Sure. And yes, you mentioned Tyus Jones. It's a good point. Yeah. Um, Adams, Adams missed half the season last year. 51 he games, did. 51 wins last year with Adams missing half the season. Bain missed 24 games. Uh, Brandon Clark's out. That's notable. He's a helpful guy who gets, gets forgotten about. But I think this is just too low. At 46 and a half, I wouldn't play it. 45 okay. and a half, which FanDuel has right now as we're talking, I actually I think I might play the over. I like I like okay. the over. Um, I, I think it's kind of maybe the same thing as you. Like I'm kind of done doubting the Grizzlies in the regular season. No, yeah, importantly, yeah, yeah. in the regular season. All of, all playoffs, of my- I still doubt. Yeah, <laughs> I, still playoffs, doubt I don't know if this team is a playoff team. But, yeah, I mean – and they also still have plenty to prove. And so I think that's the thing is it's not a team – And Marcus Smart is not going to fool around either. He's going to come in yeah. and be like, hey, guys, we're going to win now. We're going to win still. I like to win. I'm a yes. maniac competitor. Oh, yes. you know, we could go back. I, I like the over. A rare, a rare that's disagreement. Fair. That's, that's fine. Fair. That's, we're allowed to disagree. That's what it's, that's what it's, it's all show. about. It is better, better for the show. Today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. If you're anything like me, you might like the convenience of having something sent that you actually need directly to your door. And with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can sign up for the week or also order last minute cravings with absolute convenience. You've already been trusting DoorDash in the past to deliver your restaurant favorites. And now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers for you as well. 
With thousands of grocery stores involved in this process to choose from, you'll be finding the best in your neighborhood, plus boosting your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you want and what you ordered, or you'll be made right by DoorDash. Sit back and enjoy your quality groceries now, as if you picked them yourself. And if you want even more value, save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with zero dollar delivery fee on all the eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash is the best in the business, and they deliver what you want exactly how you want it. And right now, 50% off is coming to you on your first DoorDash order up to $20 in value when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMBA at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. 50% off, up to $20 with no minimum subtotal and $0 delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. Use that promo code LOCKEDONMBA. One more time, that promo code is LOCKEDONMBA. 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Two the Dallas Mavericks. Uh-huh. Dallas is at 44 and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, they add Grant Williams yep. as well as like guys like Seth Curry and Rashawn Holmes and some rookies, Derek Lively. They lose Christian Wood. They lose our guy, Frankie Smokes, no longer there, unfortunately, for Dallas. Summer uh, League legend. Reggie Bullock or Bullock, however, you, Bullock. however, however, however he decides to say Bullock. that that day. Uh, and Davis Bertans. This is a weird one because, you know, they won 38 last year. They were better than that point differential wise. They Kyrie played 20 games. Actively tried not to win for like the last four games. Yeah, they, don't, they didn't try at the end. Max and Cleary missed half the season. Yeah. Uh, my initial lean here, honestly, is the over, but I, I don't, I don't love it to be honest. I don't know. What do you? Think? I actually like the over. Um, I don't know if it's one I want to like lock up, but what? I actually do feel pretty good about the over because, again, like here's the thing: is like I think a full season of Luca Kyrie is going to be really good offensively. We well, know that. We know it's going to be. What I'm just saying, uh, that the full season of Kyrie thing, I don't, can we project a full season of Kyrie? Is well, but I'm just, I'm saying, even like, even if it's not, it's not gonna be 20 games of Kyrie. If, if like, we know, okay, I'll say this if we 55 knew, uh, legit 55 games, I think might be enough. Okay, if we, I was gonna say, if we knew Kyrie, if you told me Kyrie's playing 50, 50 games, I would bet the over. I think, he, I think he will. I think so too. I just I think we so. don't, it's just no, it's always, always, of course, but I think, I think, I think he will. Um, and so. My thing is the offense is going to be good. I like the moves they made in terms of there's just the depth is better. Grant's um, good. Grant Williams is good. Grant Williams is good. At it. I think he's like really especially good for what this team needs because like his one value point offensively is like he's become a very good knockdown shooter. Yeah, like he is a legit good corner three point shooter, and he is going to feast on those with Luca. Like he's just going to get a ton of good looks in the corner. He's also a crazy versatile defender. Like he makes up for some of this, like you can do some weird small ball stuff with him and Maxi. If you just decide you're not ready to trust Derek lively a ton. Um, there are, he Dwight just, Powell, your guy, Dwight, Dwight Powell, Powell <laughs> Dwight Powell at $4 million a year is a whole lot better than Dwight Powell at 12. Like I think his role is going to be lessened. I'm also really high on Derek Lively and Sam Vecini kind of tempered me down a little bit because he says he's not really ready offensively. And like, I fully admit that I am the guy who parachutes in on recruits at the end of the year. And there were not many guys that looked better at the end of the year than Derek Lively in terms of the impact he had. He was dominant defensively. Like I look at him as a guy who maybe towards the second half of the season could give you like, a lesser version of what Walker Kessler gave the jazz where it's just like, he's just immediately like a plus rim protector drop defender in the NBA, like immediately. 
And if you have that kind of rim protection behind Luca and Kyrie, it makes up for a lot of the issues that they can run into and just cleans up some of that and raises your floor defensively from like, they could be like the worst defense in the league, which they were at times after the Kyrie trade. Like if they can just be like the 22nd best defense, like this isn't over to me. And so with Grant, with Lively, um, I actually, again, like Seth Curry, that's a guy who's been there before. He was a mess in Brooklyn after they made the trade because, like, they didn't know what the hell they were doing on the wing and in the backcourt because they had a million guys that all played the same position in Brooklyn at the end of last year, and he was kind of a mess there. But I think he works well with Luka. Um, Again, they just need some more floor spacers. I I think there's a good opportunity – uh, for them to go over this number, especially at 44 and a half. I like the over a little bit at 45 and a half. I like it more, obviously, at 44 and a half. Yeah. I'm pretty close to an over here. That's a big win, too. Like, that's a, you know, that's a, I feel like that gap from 44 and a half, 45 and a half, like betting wise, is. is a pretty significant uh, it is. number. Yeah. Uh, so, a key number, so to speak. So, so to speak. No, I, 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 I like Dallas, too. I mean, yeah, I think you might the, concern, the concern is really the biggest concern is like Jason Kidd's their head coach. Yeah, I'm not a belie- I'm not a believer in Jason and Kidd. We're not not uh, big I, Jason Kidd guys. Not a believer in Jason Kidd. Uh, Kyrie's a question mark, but I do you know I think I'll get more from Josh Green. The loss of DFS I think does matter considerably. No, He's it a does. Very good player that he they is. had to trade in the Ky- in the Kyrie deal for money and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. uh, provided they have a plan that they didn't seem to have last year without DFS to replace him, uh, that would be uh, I, I think you've got to lean. You know, we're never get away from this from this comparison. They're they're kind of like the Hawks, man. They they have a they have a very similar range over under. They have a mm-hmm. similar offenses, defensive questions, and all this kind. Anyway, I kind I kind of like kind of like that. I was probably less than you, but I would lean over if yeah. not play it. Yep. Okay, this is one where honestly it should be kind of straight ahead, but also kind of not. Uh, New Orleans, forty four and a half is the number. The juice to the under actually at FanDuel. They did almost nothing in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, they lose Josh Richardson and Jackson Hayes. They bring in Jordan Hawkins in the first round. That's kind of it. We all kind of know the deal here. It's all about injuries. Zion played 29 games last year. They were 17 and 12. That is well above pace. Yep. Brandon Ingram missed 37 games. Yep. Trey Murphy is already hurt. Yes. Uh, I, uh, Jose Alvarado is also Jose, already Jose Alvarado is already hurt. Um, is there anything even to say other than no, if Zion plays just, 60 games, they go over, and if I, he doesn't, they don't? I don't know. I, I just don't know how you feel comfortable betting this. Like, it's just, it, I really don't see how I, you would, I would ever be comfortable. Yeah. Like, if, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. If you could talk me into the alts and like get some juice, and then you're at least getting some value based on, okay, <laughs> I, I, I believe Zion's going to be healthy, or I think he's not going to be healthy. Like, I like that idea way better. The Pelicans, I say this knowing it's going to sound maybe crazy at the end of the year, they could be the number one seed in the West. I'm not saying it's going to happen or that I would ever pick it crazy talented. But if you, so if you told me Zion and BI both play 70 games, which is, I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. But But if everything broke right last year, they were, were they the one seed? They were definitely a top two or three seed before before all the injuries last year. They were, they were two at one point. They were three. Everything fell apart. And, you know, I'm not saying they can win 60. That's probably a little bit aggressive. But this could be a 52-win team, and I would not be surprised in the slightest. Now, if anything, if it goes wrong, it, they could win 35. And I would Yeah, it's it's such a high-variance team that I, I'm with you. Like, I just don't understand how you want 
to like invest in this? Like, that's the other thing is like, do you really want to be invested in like Zion's health at this point? Uh, if you're betting the over, that's what you're doing is you're investing in a guy who hasn't been healthy to stay healthy. But also like, personally, I don't, the thing is, is like, I don't like rooting. Like if I'm taking an over under, I don't want it to be really like injury based in terms of the under. Cause like, I don't, because the thing is, if they're healthy, like I don't see how they don't smoke this number. That's and so I don't want to be, I don't want to be invested in being like, oh, somebody's root, root, out. Root like, for, root for injuries. Yeah. You don't, don't want, that. want that. So, like, yeah. for me, this is a nothing because I'd love to play the over. I'd love to believe in the over, but it's really hard for me to believe Zion's going to play more than half the year. If you, if you made me choose, I would play the over. And the reason, and honestly, I, if you t- if you ask me, it's because they could go way over, right? Well, and but and but yes, there. Are, I think there are more outcomes where they go over. Um, Pre Trey Murphy and Alvarado injuries, I might have just like even strongly leaned to the over, even because yeah. I think they could still win forty eight games, not without Zion entirely, but like if Zion played forty one games, yeah. like half the season, they could still win forty eight games. I would they not could. surprise me. They literally. So I'm looking at this last year. They won forty two games with a point differential of a forty six win team, yeah. and they got. 29 games from Zion and like 45 from Ingram. So like they were basically this team last year with very yeah. bad injury luck. Like the, that's why the, I lean over personally. The concern for me really is like, I think Trey Murphy is like sneaky. Their third, their third most important guy behind Zion and BI because they don't have anybody else who does what he does. Like you, you look at their roster and they just don't have another wing. He's like, he's added some like on ball skill he has added like real versatility to his offensive game. He is a big and strong defender. He's versatile on that end. Like having him and Herb out there together gives you an awful lot of options on defense to really kind of wreak havoc and, and attack the ball and p- apply pressure. And meniscus injuries, as we know, theoretically, three months. But we have seen. these things linger like those are the ones even more so like ACLs I think because there's a more complete recovery path because you can't get back on the court until you've almost completely recovered yeah I think the ACL has less of a lingering effect like there's rust to knock off but the meniscus those guys get back out while they're still bringing it back up to health because you're not at real risk anymore and I think that's what brings in that lingering Oh, we gotta rest him for another week because it's sore, because we maybe pushed it a little too hard, and because this is already gonna bleed into the season, I worry that he's gonna push. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all reasonable. They've got some depth, but it's not crazy crazy depth yeah. if you take Murphy off the board. Yeah, I mean, I, I would lean over if you made me choose, but I'm with you. Sure. I think our our instinct is definitely the one that just just just, <laughs> just to stay just, away. Just like, don't. Let's not <laughs> let's not financially invest in the Pelicans. Well, I would say I'll be I'll be happy I'll be happy if the Pelicans are good because then my boss will be happy, and when Brett's happy, I'm happy. That is true. And if you want to get like insane and want to start looking at some like number one seed futures, mm-hmm. long odds, I wouldn't top hate four, that. If you want to root for if you some find fun, a little top four action but, uh, or something. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Let's let's just stay as far away as possible from New Orleans yeah. till we till we actually see proof of concept. All right, now we move to the non-playoff projection teams. And uh, first on this list in the Southwest is the Houston Rockets. 31 and a half 
is the number. This is a team that is very, very different. You and I talked a lot last year about having the Rockets have had a chance, a real chance to be dead last in the league three years in a row. They didn't do it. The Pistons, did it. the Pistons boxed them out. They did, but they are, they've been truly awful for three consecutive seasons. Now they won 22 last year. And that was not a fluke. They didn't like get unlucky. They were, that, they were that bad. Um, but they did a lot of things. I mean, I, I'll just name it real quickly. They bring in, Van, they bring in Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks. They draft them in Thompson. They bring in Jock Landale. They bring in Cam Whitmore, summer league MVP, of course. Uh, even like they brought in Jeff Green and Aaron Holiday, just two like veterans. professional veterans. Um, they lose a lot of guys. They lose KJ Martin. They lose yep. Garuba and Ty Ty, Josh Christopher. Hawk uh, Legends, Garuba and Ty Ty. <laughs> hang the banner for those guys. And uh, more seriously, Kevin Porter Jr. should not play basketball anymore. Nope. And he's not on the team. So nope. at least not right now. Um, they also traded Eric Gordon midseason last year, which is a loss. Like he was not great for them, but was he a was the adult in the room. Yeah. yeah. So. Last year, it's like almost throw it out. They, they did so many Great different time. things. It's like we're almost going fresh here. But 31 and a half is an interesting number. They're trying to win, which is important to throw out there. Uh, from top to bottom, they, they seem to want yes. to win. Uh, is that, that seems like you're over. leaning some, somewhere. Over. Okay. Ooh, this is lo- lock it up. Lock it up on the over. Lock it up. Wow. We did okay. this on the – I did this on – I did it with uh, Sam. Okay. Uh, a couple reasons. One, uh, Rockets fans have been mad at me in the past, so I'm trying to get on their good side. <laughs> Number two, two, they want to win. <laughs> uh, two, they want to win. Um, top to, like Ime Yudoka is not coming in to develop guys. It's not what he's there for. We are no longer in. So this is something that, that I talked with Sam about. He's going to play their best lineups that win. Uh, everybody's talking about how great Shangun has looked this summer. Um, he continues to take strides. But the other thing is, if they decide in some fourth quarters that he doesn't have it that night and he's not giving them what they need at the rim, he may will play Jock Landau. Oh, like yeah. He'll, he'll put or him out there. Or they'll play Jabari at center. Or yeah, they'll, they'll do else. some stuff. Yeah. And, like, that is the difference to me in, like, three wins during the season is, like, actually managing the team to win. And 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 it's it's a big difference than what was happening in the past, which was – Clearly not a lot of organization based oh. on everything that came out about how Steven Silas was, was operating yeah, the, the team the and there Silas was not thing. It just didn't go well. Like everybody's like Steven Silas is like the best dude in the league, but it just wasn't right. They hired him to coach a team that was trying to win. And right. then, and then they, they gave that. him young kids and he just, there just was no direction. I think de- the defense is going to take a big step forward. I, it will not take the step forward that they quite wanted to. Like if they got in Brooke yeah. Lopez, this would be like a legit good team. Yeah, I mean Van Vliet is a is scrappy. He's not a great defender, but because he's so limited, well, he's, he's just going to fight. He's going to fight yeah. over screens. Like, I mean, look, you you've watched a lot of mediocre perimeter defense in your day covering Hawks teams. Like, yeah, you know what it looks like when there's point of attack effort yep. and guys that are fighting over screens, and how much more disruptive that is than when guys just run into a screen and die. And when it's just so easy to get into offense and it's just going to be harder because you have Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks really make it hard to get into your initial set. And that's a big thing to in the regular season. That can be the difference in a couple points per game on your defensive rating. Like that's legit. Like it's that simple. Again, there's still concerns at the back line. I'm bullish on Jabari Smith taking a step forward. One, because he was just not very good last year and it would be hard for him 
to like not be better. But I know he, the thing is, is like he dominated summer league, which is what he's supposed to do, but he did it, but he did it. And there's, we've seen guys that were supposed to do that and looked pedestrian at summer league in year two. And you go, "Uh, uh Oh, you know, like there's a collective Carl Lewis moment on press row. When you see, (laughs) uh, when you see a guy who's a sophomore, who's out there, who's like the fifth best player on the floor, there's a, uh Oh, that's not the case with Jabari. I think he's going to take a step forward, which would be big. And then if Jalen Green and, and, and Shangun look good, I'm, I think Amen Thompson is going to be a helpful player as a rookie just because of what he can do um, yeah, and his skill set. Put, put him in kind of a, a smaller box than you might think for a guy yeah. like this high as he is. Yeah. Because he, he can use his athleticism defensively and pass yeah. and do all those things. You know, I, I am not as high on this as you, but I do understand what you're saying. I think that the over is the lean. One more thing to throw out there on the uh, on the trying to win thing. They owe their pick to OKC. Yeah. Unless they're in the top four. Now, if yeah. things go real bad, we wrong? Sure, they man. will pull the plug and they should. But it's not, it's not a team where like if they're, let's just say they're 30 and 47 at the end yeah. of the year, they're, they're not, not like, going to just pull the plug and lose their last five on purpose like they no. might have previously. Yeah. So that, that does matter on the margins with an over-under. So – yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of lead over to Fred. Fred being there as an adult is going to help. I, I worry a little bit still about the defense because, like, the talent is just not very. No, good it's there. The there's a concern, but I, I, but I am a believer also, that just some structure on no, that they, end they, they were matters. They were terrible. They were terrible offensively last year, and look, I think their offense is going like, might be pretty good. I'm not saying good. it's going to be, but if they play some good a lot. And you get a step from Jalen, and mm-hmm. Fred's good, and it's a little more. And also, I think great, playing but... next to someone like Fred Van Vliet will naturally pull back some of the Jalen Green like mistakes. And like, because like the thing is, is like when he's playing next to Kevin Porter Jr., it's just no, it was chaos, running was wild, a... and like there's no structure. And Fred Van Vliet's going to get him some good looks that are just easy looks for him. And like he's not gonna have to create so much for himself because like there just wasn't anybody to create for everybody else. And that's the other thing. I think Shangun's gonna benefit a ton from having Van Fleet because he's gonna get his he's gonna get the ball in his spots. I mean, like I go on this rant every time we talk about the importance <laughs> of having a point guard is when you have a talented scoring big, they can only be as good as the position they're put in. Like they're only going to be their max efficiency if they're getting their ball on time when they get to their spot. Like how many times do you think Shangun worked himself into good position and stood there with a hand up for two whole seconds and got pushed off of this? They just had, they had no, no guard play. And so they just didn't have guard play. Now they have guard play. My biggest concern with this team in terms of the offense is you just made Dylan Brooks your second most uh, yeah. second highest paid player will he believe he should get the shot selection of the second most high second highest paid player that is my biggest concern because everybody's always like oh maybe dylan brooks will buy in we've been saying that for years he's not gonna i'm not i'm not <laughs> believing he's just gonna suddenly like stop doing that but will he understand he's third in the hierarchy or is he gonna think he's second that is a big thing that is a concern i still go over 
All right, you heard it here. Robbie's taking the over. Uh, I, I, I will pass, but I, I lean over if I had to choose. Um, last one in this division. Yeah. <laughs> the San Antonio Spurs are at 28 and a half wins. I know you know this. It was er, it was higher earlier in the 30 offseason. and a half. Um, they, of course, add Wemby. Um, but the mm-hmm. rest of the roster is pretty similar. They, they do bring a couple of veterans, Reggie Bullock, Chetty Osman, some like professional level wings. Not great, but fine. Uh, they lose they lose Katie Beach Diop. They lose Romeo Langford, whatever. Um, they were awful last year, like truly cool. awful. A 19 win point differential. They were awful. Now, granted, they didn't try at all, which is that, that matters. If they had tried last year, they would not have been that bad. They would have been bad, but not that bad. Um, I don't know what to really make of the Spurs. Uh, oh, by the way, they also they also traded Aka Pearl midseason last year, so they they had him for half the year and still were this bad, and he's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't even know where to start on this, Robbie. They they have guys who you like up and down the roster beyond yeah. Wimby, like Devin Vassell and Kelton uh, Johnson, Kelton Johnson, Jeremy Sohan. They, uh, I like uh, I like Trey Jones as like a competent number thirty point guard in the league. Like he's a fine player. But are they going to try? How much is Wimby going to play? I, That's I the big one. So Wimby was managed. Uh, talking with Sam, there he was saying like he was getting like five days rest in in the French league. Like and that was by, that was by design, by design. to keep him healthy, but yeah, that's, that's by design. But that, but I can bet you the Spurs are gonna. Oh, you know what? You know he's what? Not, the Spurs he's are not. Do. He's not playing seventy five games. Not happening. The real question is: Will he qualify for Rookie of the Year? Will he get the sixty five? Oh God! Uh, because now he has to, and I, that's. I don't think so. I can't imagine now. Like that's. I bet that has been a fascinating conversation internally with Wemby's people in the Spurs figuring that out because this is the first year that that's been a thing, man. I hate, you know what? It's such a bad, that is so dumb. Such a stupid rule. I hate that. Hate it so much (laughs) because here's the other thing. It only comes, it never comes into play in like a real debate. Like the only times this has happened is like, I think that I think Embiid's rookie year when he was qualified was like Embiid, Embiid versus Brogdon was entirely down to Brogdon played like literally twice as many games. And so the games. and so the voters literally did it. They picked Brogdon. You don't, you don't need a policy. The Correct. voters in the Especially voters on this it. rookie of the year is almost the worst. Rookie's one the for this. dumbest one. Because anyway. Like, yeah, anyway. Long story good. short, that's fascinating. Well, I think I lean on before we move on. I'm not saying he's gonna be bad. I think people are probably on the whole a bit too high on how good he's yes. going to be as a rookie. Yes. And in I, terms I think of impacting that, winning. Yeah. I think that look, my, my rookies are bad policy extends to most people. I think he actually could be pretty good, but like I I'm seeing him in like the top 60 of these top hundred lists. And it's like, guys, he's going to be a 19 year old rookie. Like he's probably not, maybe he's awesome. I don't know. Dude. But like, I mean, we saw that on summer, that. we saw that summer league. Like there's just, there's stuff he's got to figure out. There's a different physicality he's got to figure out. Uh, and the other thing is, he is going to face the problem that very few rookies face, but we've seen in the past, is like, he's getting everybody's best shot. Oh, he is number one on the call sheet. No question about it. No, yes. like, and Veterans. it's not even, and it's and it's one of those things where it's like, a lot of guys can get away with it because like, okay, the Spurs are in town. Who cares? Uh-uh. Nobody wants because everybody knows one. They have like seven national TV games. They're going to be on a lot and get a lot of attention, and right, rightfully so. It's just and like you don't want to be on the highlight reel of Wimby. Nobody's going to want to be on that, and so like he's going to be 
I think I, I'm with you. Like, I think he's going to be good. He's going to show the flashes. I think he's going to do some stuff that we all go. We've never seen that. <laughs> yeah. Like he might tip dunk his own three again, like stuff like that. Like he's going to do some crazy stuff, but on the whole, I'm guessing he's going to be inefficient because he just, he wasn't super efficient as a shooter and the way that they've de- they deploy them in summer league makes me think he's going to spend a decent amount of time on the perimeter. I don't think he's going to be super efficient, which means he's not going to impact winning a whole lot on the offensive end. Defensively, I think he's going to be great immediately. But like, but, but even then, he's going to have some weaknesses. Like he's not going to dominate. No, well, no, because he's he's got he's nineteen. The thing is, we've seen guys come in with similarish frames and like. There's just things that they got to work on and deal with. Like, what's he going to do when the Grizzlies throw Kenneth Lofton in the game? Like, oh, we saw oh, that. We, we oh, saw that in the God. U19s. Like, Fandle, he couldn't did, handle did, it. Did Fandle have a line on you mentioning Kenny Lofton on this podcast? He could, he could not handle late. it. By the way, late. we got through the whole Grizzly section, but I was ready. I, I was he proud of you. He couldn't handle U19s. <laughs> Kenneth Lofton put him in a body bag. I'm just he, saying. That did happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, carving out space. Okay. He's going to – like, Draymond is going to just lean on those knees, man. Like, I'm just saying, I think – I'm with you. I think people are a little too excited about what he can do in terms of how good the Spurs team is going to be. And, like, they're all talking about – like, Wimby's literally out here saying, like, I could lose the first four years and I don't care. I still have time to win titles after. Like, he's got – a perspective on this that's a little bit different than a lot of folks. And I think yeah. that keeps the pressure off of San Antonio to have to push too early. I think he's on board with everything they want to do. So for me, this is an under, I don't like it as much at 28 and a half when it was 30 yeah. and a half. This was like hammer down. I agree. Uh, three, be- three bedroom, three bath condo steamer, like <laughs> all the way. Under lean. We agree. Uh, the number got beat up by people that are probably s- smarter than we are that have money and they bet uh, and they bet the other. So there you go. Uh, okay, Rob, we've we've covered a third division. I appreciate your love and support on this podcast. Check out the podcast. Is that the place to send people? Uh, Diamond Up Rocks. Where, where do you want to go right now? <laughs> the 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 podcast is rolling right along. We're off the rails. Um, not suitable for work. The last couple. Not episodes. suitable for work. The last couple episodes. Uh, we've kind of we've kind of lost the plot a little bit, but that's all right on Arkansas football and Charlotte football. But that's okay. Uh, it's it's a fun listen if you if you can get down with it. Um, otherwise, yeah, season preview time coming up at Up Rocks. We'll sure be is. we'll be dialing in the content. Brad, me, Bill. Uh, uh, that's kind of about it. Katie, uh, some other folks possibly. So we had some graduations recently. We got some graduations. Jackson Frank. Shout out to Jackson. See you. See you in the, see you in Philly, brother. Um, there you go. But yeah, man, that's all I got. Thank you again, Robbie. We'll have more with Robbie later on in the off season doing three more of these. Hold your breath for that, everybody. We'll see you all next time.